We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday. It's March 15th. If you're hanging out with us on YouTube, it's still Tuesday night. What's up, YouTube? Hope you're having a fantastic day. Got a nice little seven-game NBA slate to talk about here on today's podcast. Cavs, Lakers, Spurs on back-to-backs. But, I mean, for where we're at in the season having a nice little seven game slate with only three teams on a back-to-back is kind of nice plus uh just to kind of note because we are a first look podcast this is a 7 30 eastern start time for this slate uh, so nice little 30 minute kind of leeway than normal and uh yeah i mean pretty fun slate i was looking at it here and a uh, lot of lot of different things to talk about. So definitely pumped. I'm joined today by my buddy TJ. Not wearing the Spidey mask, but the Spidey bombs are coming because baseball season is right around the corner. What's happening, my friend? Two weeks away from baseball. That means the Spidey bombs are so close. I got excited when I was looking at the Roto Grinder schedule earlier this month because I'm looking at all the crunch times, and then I see right at the end of the month, I see Cheese's name on the schedule, which of course means it's baseball season. Those million-dollar musings are going to be coming soon. I'm excited about that. Um, but it's weird. Like, that uh, that six, that 30-minute buffer, that's extra huge for me right now uh, in terms of the start time for NBA because I live in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Canada, and we are one of few places in North America that the time never changes. Um, our time zone just depends on, like, it switches every daylight saving. So we stay the same always but because for agents of fandom we deal in pst for roto grinders we deal in est and uh i'm always mixing up my time zones but that extra half hour i'm used i'm used to the slate starting at six o'clock my time and now they're starting at five o'clock my time so that extra half hour to bump it back to 5 30 that that helps that helps <laughs> yeah you'll, you'll like this so before before we get into the nba what I was doing before the podcast was I was trying to hunt down a original Pokemon Mew versus Mewtwo movie 
uh, DVD. Mm. So um, anyone have one of those, hit me up. So um, I found a couple on eBay that are not like crazy priced, but there's no pictures of the actual like DVD cases. I'm like, are they just burned copies? Because I don't want to burn copy. I want the original. I want the OG. So um, I, I don't ever I buy the ones be. that don't have like pictures of it. I wonder if it would be easier to find a VHS than a DVD. It would be, but who has a VHS player anymore? I'm actually, <laughs> I want this for, uh, like, I don't even care if it's used. I want this for my um, my little man who is very obsessed with Pokemon now. So um, I'm trying to hunt one down for him to watch the movie. And listen, at the end of the day, I could go get it on Apple TV. I'm not worried about it, but it's more fun to have, like, the actual copy and, like, show him what kind of quality that we had back in the day um, kind of thing. But Listen, uh, that's what I was doing pre-podcast, so it was a lot of fun. But anyway, we have seven games. I know you guys all don't want to hear this, but if you do, <laughs> I do like Pokemon. Memphis, have you, at, oh. have you, before we start, have you ever seen Pokemon Origins? Yes, with Garantino. Like, the, it's the, it's the, um, it's like an hour-long movie and it follows like the first game like the guy's name is red his uh his uh the main character is red his rival is blue and it like takes you through the first eight badges and the main character isn't isn't ash it's it's red who you play in the game boy games i'm like 99 sure i've seen it. i've seen almost every pokemon movie that's come out so i'm pretty sure i've seen it um like, not, like, it's just like a short film on like online it, i don't think it was like released by pokemon i'll have to check it out um i will check it out it to was, see if i've it seen was, it or not but it was i don't think it's on like a dvd or anything all right it's a all three right hour movie wow i know there's a lot of them sorry let's get it all right basketball <laughs> what's up everyone hope you're having a fantastic day Memphis at Miami. We have a 220 total in this one. Miami is a three and a half point favorite. Adams, Clark, Morant out for Memphis. Lowry questionable and uh, Cody Zeller out for Miami. So I'm Miami pretty close to full strength here. Memphis dealing with a few things here. We'll go Memphis first. Um, Desmond Bain, 8K. Definite usage bump here recently with Morant out, but tough matchup going up against Miami. Tyus Jones, 7,300. Um, he's obviously someone that's very capable of paying off this price tag, but again, really tough matchup with Miami. So when I'm looking at these prices on Jackson, on Bain, on Jones, and I'm looking at the matchup against Miami, like it's almost one of those spots where I might even be able to knock it down to potentially a six game slate because they've kind of taken all the value away from Memphis. Um, am I missing something here? Tyus Jones, Dar- uh, Desmond Bain. They seem like guys that if I'm playing 150 lineups, they are definitely still in my pool, but I, they're not going to be heavy targets at that price tag, I think. And then, like, I know he hasn't been producing lately, but Jaron Jackson Jr. has been 8K or high sevens the last while. Like, he's he's been 8K for the last, like, week and a half since Ja got hurt. And now he's back down under 8K. He's at 7-8. So, I think there, I think there's still some meat on the bone for Bain, D- Jaron Jackson Jr. and Tyus Jones. And even, and even Xavier Tillman. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but it is something where I would probably want to set a rule in lineup HQ where it's like, I'm probably playing max one or max, max two Memphis Grizzlies. 
Yeah, and um, I mean, David Rowdy at 3,800 is probably still cheap enough um, where you can take some shots on him in tournaments. Someone just mentioned him in chat too. Yeah, I mean, he's played some solid minutes. His shot attempts, he's just... My only problem with like Rudy uh, is he's just not going to co- continue to shoot, you know, seventy percent from the field. So I, I worry about like his overall upside if he does start to get some ownership um, in this game. Is that's all for me on him. Miami side of this game, Jimmy Butler is obviously someone that's been playing really good basketball here recently. Over forty-five fantasy points in five straight games, six of his last seven. Tough matchup against Memphis. I mean, again, like this game in general, Memphis, number one defensive rating team, Miami, number seven, Cleveland plays, or Miami plays at the 28th fastest pace in the NBA, where Memphis actually plays, well, they play somewhat fast, don't they? Yeah, seventh. Um, Sorry, I was just not looking right. But yeah, I mean, so a pace up spot for the Miami players, but still a tough defensive matchup. Like Memphis is one of those teams that's very rare where they play fast and still play good defense. Um, let's talk Miami here. I mean, Lowry potentially back at 4,500 Victor Oladipo 4,100. It seems like they've kind of limited his minutes maybe to keep him fresh for the playoffs. Um, Vincent's getting run. I mean, they're, they're really spreading out the, the bench minutes, Kevin love 20 minutes off the bench every night. Like I think if I have any interest in the Miami side, it's like Butler, Bam or hero. But again, I just, I don't love this game overall. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't have much interest uh, in this Miami team. If Kyle Lowry happens to sit, then like Tyler Harrow at 6,900, I think is is pretty interesting. Maybe Gabe Vincent and Victor Oladipo become in play, but I'm not overly interested in this team. We got Philadelphia at Cleveland. No total in this game. Second end of a back-to-back for Cleveland, so we'll be waiting on an injury report for them. Jalen McDaniels is questionable. For Philadelphia, um, I mean, Mitchell didn't play Tuesday, dealing with like a Springer finger finger sprain, um, so like legit out. And then Jared Allen is legit out, so it's not like they were sitting him first end of a back to back or not um, thing. So we, I, I kind of think that we potentially see Allen miss, and I think Mitchell is very questionable for this game. So we'll talk about that in just a second. Let's go Philadelphia first. Anything that you like here for the 76ers? Joel Embiid kind of always, you know, especially without Jared Allen there, that limits their size inside big time. Um, And so I think uh, Joel Embiid is very interesting. Maxi's price has come down a little bit. Tobias Harris's price is coming down. But still, this is usually just a Joel Embiid or nothing spot for me. James Harden is fine. Like he's usually pretty safe in that 45 to 50 range. He's hasn't hit his ceiling all that many times this year. I think he's only gone over 60 points, like five times, six times, the seven times is eight, eight times this entire season. Um, So not all that often, only once in the last like month, month and a half, two months. Since January 10th, he's only had one 60-point game. So he just doesn't seem like one of those guys that has all that high of a ceiling these days with Embiid there. And against Cleveland team, that is very strong defensively, maybe a little less strong without Jared Allen. But I feel like it'll be Embiid that that impacts more than anything. So it's mostly an Embiid or nothing spot for me. Yeah, I mean, Harden is obviously someone that 
has shown plenty of upside here recently, even with Embiid on the floor. His price is kind of it's kind of kind of come down a little bit. Um, I mean, I could take shots on Embiid or Harden in this spot. I wouldn't talk you off of either one. I think there's better plays on the slate overall, but they're up there. They're at the top of the board. Um, Cleveland side of this game. If Mitchell and like Allen, one again, last oh, one sorry. last piece on Harden. He had like that one, like that. There was that game against Milwaukee. It was one thirty three, one thirty. He had like a big classic Harden game, but like that was his only game in the last month that he's taken over twenty shots. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's been doing it with the assists. His assist rate is through the roof right now. Um, It's just, it's massively high. And a guy like Harden who can get rebounds too, like this is a guy that has like triple-double upside. So um, right now, definitely with the assist rate rate as high as it is. So looking at the Cleveland side of this game, I think we all kind of wanted Mobley to have a big game. Um, I mean, he had a good game. He just didn't have a big game. Levert had the big game, uh, big game against Charlotte with no Mitchell, no Allen. If Allen and, and Mitchell are out again, I think we have to go back to Levert. He's only 4,900. Um, his usage goes up. Mobley's usage goes up, but he has a very tough matchup going up against um, Embiid. I think if Mitchell's out, we could take some shots on Garland at 7,600 as well. What are your thoughts on Cleveland? If, if Mitchell is in, this is probably the team, one of the teams that I'm least interested in on the slates. Agreed. If Mitch, if Mitchell's out, this is probably the team I'm the most interested in on the slates. Agreed. Um, Darius, Darius Garland at 7,600 would be like probably my favorite play on the slate. Levert would be amazing. Ricky Rubio at 3,300 would be probably one of my favorite values on the slate. Um yeah, like you can go right back to the well on uh, Lamar Stevens, who will get you a good 18 to 22 points. But for his price tag, that's not all that bad. Um, yeah, this team is pretty, pretty, pretty awesome if Mitchell's out. And if he's in, meh. Yeah, uh, I mean, meh. <laughs> sums it up. It really does. Uh if Mitchell plays, I mean, everyone is kind of where they should be in a matchup against Philadelphia. So I I agree with you. I think it's kind of – and, like, the, the good thing, though, like, if Mitchell sits, Garland didn't have, like, a big game. Like, LeVert had a big game. Like, so I think getting some ownership on Garland because he could potentially go a little lower on here is, is definitely something I'll be looking at. All right, we got the Kings and the Bulls, 237 to 239 to 239 and a half really um books are all over the place with the total in this game uh but most books have kings minus one in this one so uh looking at the injury report here for the kings holmes is out and then on the bulls they're really i mean outside of ball being out they're just i mean in green i guess green and ball are out but i mean pretty much the same injuries all year for the chicago bulls but let's go to the kings should be a pretty high scoring game um i I think everyone kind of looks at Look at Chicago, and they're like, oh, the Chicago team, they're a good defensive team. I mean, they've been better defensively. They're, they were a team that was like bottom 15, and they're like top five now. So they have gotten way better defensively this season. But I still think this is a spot I, I don't mind looking at like Sabonis or Fox or even going down to like a Kevin Herter or Barnes. Like Chicago has struggled with wings, guys, wing, wing players pretty much all season. Um, 
Sabonis is just at that price point now where it's really tough. But, I mean, look at his game log. This guy is just doing everything right now. He's honestly, it's a better matchup, but he's honestly a very similar play to James Harden these days, just with a little bit lower of an assist rate and then a higher um, a higher rebound rate, but not that much lower of an assist rate because Sabonis is only next to Jokic, I think, right now is the best passing big man in the game. Um, and so Sabonis and Fox on most slates I love, and this is a strong matchup against Chicago, so I really like both of them again. Herter and Barnes, I think, are fine. I mean, I'm so, if I'm playing a lot of lineups, which I likely am, I always keep a guy like Malik Monk in my pool just because his floor is very low, and so his projection sucks, but his ceiling's pretty high, too, anytime he gets hot. So Fox and Sabonis I like, and then Herter, Barnes, Monk, don't mind. Same with Murray. It's like if he's he's dropping all the way down to 4,200, he's played two terrible games in a row, but he, he definitely has a ceiling at that price. Chicago side, I mean, the matchup is fantastic for DeMar DeRozan. It's just one of the best matchups on the board. He has been taking more shots here recently and doing a little bit more on the assist front. Um, like, listen, this is not typically a guy that's like an all-around player. Uh, so to see that like DeRozan, you know, rebounding and getting assists it definitely adds to his upside because he's someone that can score 35 actual points in any game. So I think I, I really like this matchup for DeRozan. I don't even mind Zach Levine here because this is like a matchup where guards just thrive. Like the Kings, it, it's just been a thing for a while now. Um, talk to me here about Chicago Bulls. Yeah, that's like these, their prices have come down a little bit where it's like usually I I find these teams, these guys tough to target just because um, – Sorry, these dogs are being crazy. Um, the, I find this team tough to target when all three of these guys play just because they kind of eat up each other's usage. But um, th- their prices are coming down. Levine is the highest, and so he's probably the one I'm least interested in, but we still know he has a ceiling. Vucevic's price has come down. DeRozan, 8,300. Pl- in the year 2023, he has played only three games um, where he's played less than 35 minutes. Um, he's just an absolutely plays tons and tons of minutes. Um, and so him, Vucevic, Levine, DeRozan, I'm fine with all of them. And then I even think you can take shots on guys like Caruso or white in tournaments as well. And if you're running 150 lineups, get 3% Andre Drummond. It's a seven game (laughs) slate. It's not like we're going to have that crazy, crazy amounts of value. Um, he plays 12 minutes probably. And he'll probably get you 15 fantasy points, which will suck. But every once in a while, he plays 18 minutes, he plays 20 minutes, and he happens to score 30 to 35 fantasy points in that time frame. So $3,200 Andre Drummond, keep him in your pool for 1% to 2% to 3% if you're playing 150 lineups. We move on. Boston at Minnesota. 234 total in this game. The Celtics, a four and a half point favorites. Uh, looking at the injury report for this one on the Celtics side, Gallinari's out, Robert Williams is out, Minnesota side, Rudy Gobert is questionable, Nas Reed and Austin Rivers are both questionable, Noel and Carnathy Towns out. Going Boston first here. You know, I, I really hate to say it, but like, 
I think Al Horford is a guy that you could go back to the well here. Like he's not a high usage guy, but he is someone like now his price is coming back down to where we jumped on it before. And with Williams still out, I mean, I definitely could take some shots here on Horford ceiling guys. I think are still like Brown and Tatum. They're going to be your ceiling guys pretty much every night for this team. Uh, talk to me here about Boston. I think we saw lastly just a perfect example. And shout out to Keith Eister for pointing this one out on Crunch Time yesterday. To just do with the Celtics, you can do this basically every night. If Jason Tatum is, t- is chalk, play Jalen Brown. If Jalen Brown is chalk, play Jason Tatum. They're basically always both good, low, uh, high floor, high ceiling plays. And you can never really differentiate which one of them is going to have a good game. And so if one of them is chalky, play the other one. They both have 60 to 70 point ceilings. Jalen Brown obviously comes at a a $2,000 discount to Jason Tatum. So Brown, I really, really like. Tatum, I don't mind, but his price is getting up there. Um, Al Horford, I agree with you in this spot. Uh, You can definitely take shots on him. He's going to get out there. He's going to step away from the the key, and Rudy Gobert is not going to want to guard him. I think he could have a pretty big day. Um, Derek White and Marcus Smarts, their prices have dropped low enough that I think they have ceilings. Like they're both mid five Ks. I think they both have ceilings at that price, but neither of them are going to be targets for me. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Um, Minnesota, like Edwards is someone that I like consistently have been talking about. Like his upside is just there. Like his, his shot attempts are just some of the highest in the NBA. I mean, we talked about Kyle Anderson last game against Atlanta. It was a fantastic matchup for him. He's been playing fantastic, not the best matchup in the world for Kyle Anderson. And his price is now at seven K. So might be time to jump off Kyle Anderson train. Mike Conley has been consistent here recently. Uh, I could see him playing 30 minutes and potentially paying off this price tag, even in a tough matchup. But ceiling-wise, I think it's Edwards. If you think that Edwards is going to get some tough defense here, maybe you're taking shots on Conley or Anderson. But overall, I mean, you're, you're this game's going to be a good basketball game. So I think this is definitely a game you, you want to have some exposure to. Yeah, I agree with you completely. Um, if you're running lots of lineups, I still think you can play Kyle Anderson. Like, it's gross. You don't want to. And obviously, 
there's going to be a bunch of random games where he has 18, 20, 25 fantasy points that isn't going to come close to paying off that price tag. But he's shown throughout this season, he's got that 50 point upside. So I think you can keep him in your pool. Anthony Edwards, same thing. Mike uh, Conley, I never really like. But the biggest thing to monitor is kind of the situation with these bigs. I think, like, I got screwed the other night because I was pretty confident that Gobert wasn't going to play. And so I had 90% Nas Reed going into lock. And then not only did Gobert play, but Nas Reed got ruled out when he wasn't even on the injury report. So I had a lot of scrambling to do. Um, but I definitely, I'm with you. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored in this game. All right, Lakers and Houston Rockets, no total in this game. Back-to-back for the Lakers, which always means an automatic question mark on everybody on their team. Um, Sangoon on Houston is questionable. I mean, we, we obviously don't expect LeBron to play. He's still out. It sounds like he's still a couple weeks away. Anthony Davis and Russell are both, I mean, banged up, I think is the right term for them. Um I mean, what are we looking at here, Lakers? I mean, if if Davis and Russell play, I think they're both great plays. I think Russell is way too cheap um, if he plays in this game. So, But if they both sit, I mean, it just opens up everything. It opens up everything if they both sit. Or one of the two sit, it opens up. Like, they kind of handled the Pelicans with, with, I wouldn't say ease, but, I mean, they both played, I think, 33 minutes. Um, neither one of them had upside games because they just kind of crushed the Pelicans. What are your thoughts on the Lakers? This game and then this next game we're about to talk about is going to be, if the news breaks our way, it's going to be a very similar situation to the uh, Detroit Pistons and the Cleveland Cavaliers of Tuesday night, where it's just such insane value. You have no choice but to play someone on that team. For the Lakers, if we happen to get Russell and or Davis sitting, so much just opens up. Um, kudos to DraftKings for Price and Schroeder back up. And so if Russell is out here, he's at least uh, pretty expensive at 6300 But still in play, Beasley's still in play. If Davis happens to sit, Vanderbilt is in play. Reeves, Hachimura, Troy Brown Jr., even somebody like Ewenian Gabriel, I think becomes somewhat interesting in that scenario. And then on the Houston side of things, if we get Shangun out again, just fire up all of these bigs. Uh, Jabari Smith has been priced up for the situation, but he absolutely smashed in his role at center the other game. And he's just been playing great basketball in general lately, playing really high minutes. And so if we get Shingun out, then Jabari Smith, Tari Eason, KJ Martin, all three of these guys are very interesting to me. Um, and then even Jalen Green, Kevin Porter Jr. These guys are still in play uh, as well because like, peak at these game logs lately these houston starters are playing huge minutes yeah and I, i'll say this too about um jabari smith like yeah if sangoon is out he's a great play if sangoon plays he's a great play this guy's been playing phenomenal recently so i think in or out doesn't really matter i think that he's just someone that you're you're rostering right now uh, i think like if anything the biggest bump was probably eason if sangoon sits he played 35 minutes the other night which is a nice bump for him in minutes um kevin porter jr jalen green they always have upside so like if you're running out a bunch of teams they're always someone that you're going to have in your player pool um main builds i don't know if i necessarily get there but this game is all depending on davis and russell um fantastic game to target 
you know, especially with the Lakers being on the second end of the back-to-back, Houston actually playing some rotations here. Great game to to target here on this slate. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. And if we do get Shangun out, I agree. Eason would probably be my favorite as well. That's just too cheap for him when he's playing 35 minutes. He never he was quiet last game, but I think that's kind of a floor game for him when he's shooting seven shots. Um, and so I'm I'm all about the Tari Eason with you as well. All right, we got Dallas at San Antonio. No total in this game because half of Dallas is questionable and San Antonio is on the second end of a back-to-back and half their team's out. Luca's out. Hardaway's questionable. Kyrie is questionable. Christian Wood is questionable. San Antonio, as far as their team looks, I mean, Johnson did not play on Tuesday nights. Um, who knows? It's the second game in a row that he's missed with this foot. Trey Jones... Um, I mean, it's like illness, right? It was like illness or something. So we'll see if he's back or not. Branham is like a shoulder injury. I don't expect him to play in this game. I think his injury is actually like legit. So talk about San Antonio when we get there. But let's talk about Dallas. Luca out, Kyrie questionable. Um, If Kyrie plays, fantastic spot. Like it's just an amazing spot. If he sits, Jaden Hardy, even at 5,500 is too cheap. Like, this is a guy that was 4K last game against Memphis. He played 41 minutes, 37 and 41 minutes in back-to-back games, 21 and 25 shots, took 15 three-point attempts the other night against Memphis. Uh, Obviously playing with something to prove here with these guys out. So if Kyrie and Lucas sit, Hardy is a fantastic value. If we add, like, Tim Hardaway to the out list, Josh Green and Reggie Bullock both become interesting um right becomes interesting in that scenario so dallas is definitely going to dictate how this slate is going to go for value because i mean if these guys sit it's a matchup against san antonio we're playing everybody from dallas in this game 100 percent, and this is probably why based on like those first two games we talked about with the the only two of them being at 5 30 and if donovan mitchell plays they're the two least appealing games on the slate. So you really can make this a five game slate and just wait for this news. Um, like you said, if Irving is in phenomenal play because Dallas isn't even that Dallas isn't that good. So we shouldn't have to uh, without Doncic. So we shouldn't have to worry about um, a blowout risk, whether Hardaway plays or not. Josh green and Jaden Hardy are phenomenal plays. If Kyrie Irving is, is, is out, if Hardaway is in, Sorry, if Hardaway's out, I'm making sure, even at those increased price tags, like I'm going to have one to two of Hardy and Green in every single one of my lineups. Um, if Wood is out, that that makes these uh, peripheral players even more interesting. You, you, It's really tough to convince me to ever play Reggie Bullock, and so I just don't think I'm going to do it. Um, but a guy like Maxi Kleba, if, if, uh, if uh, Wood is out, I think is fine. Dwight Powell, if Wood is out, I think is fine. Um, And then, uh, like, the bench guy I think I would probably be most willing to play is Wright. Um, He's played uh, without Kyrie Irving the last couple of games, 20 minutes off the the bench both games. He's he's only at 3,500, and I think he's got 25-ish point upside. So he's somebody that I would probably include in the pool as well, especially just because if I'm going to be playing – 60 to 70 percent plus of josh green and Jaden hardy um with if uh kyrie irving is out the very few lineups i'm not playing Jaden hardy they're gonna have rights on it because if hardy fails there's a good chance Wright didn't 
Yeah, fair enough. Um, just looking at, I mean, listen, everyone for Dallas is going to be in fantastic plays. Um, San Antonio, I, I mean, I talked about Graham on the podcast yesterday and talked about him on expert survey. I think he's a, a really solid play. So, 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 Sean had a really good game. Anthony Davis has already been ruled out for Wednesday. There you go. See, I, I mean, it doesn't shock you. Um, we could we could revisit that in just a second, but let's go. Let's go Spurs. Um, I mean, obviously, a lot going to depend on who's in and who's out. But if everyone's out and everyone plays that played on Tuesday, I mean, going back to Soshan, going to Graham Collins type of plays, I think are all fine. Yeah, I think I, I do think Sohan is going to sit on the back to back. If he doesn't, he's a great play. If he does, I could see even the Vassell sitting on a back to back potentially. Um, Charles Bassey left the game. And so that's pretty important as well because yep. recently Bassey and Mamush, Mamu Kalashvili have been splitting that those backup center minutes for, uh, for uh, San Antonio. And then Mamu also plays some backup four. And so the last couple of games, he's been playing 17, 17, 16, 19 minutes. And he's putting up close to 20 fantasy points in some of those games. So I think he would become somewhat interesting. Zach Collins's minutes would be more uh, more secure. And Devontae Graham, kind of as it stands right now, I think is probably the best play. And then he only gets enhanced more and more uh, the more guys you add to the, uh, to the list that are out. Like Doug McDermott could be a good play, but he could also be somebody who sits on the second half of this back-to-back. So the Spurs will likely be in a very good spot if because they're likely going to have people out. If Bassey and Branham are the only ones who are out and Trey Jones is back and Sohan plays on a back-to-back and Keldon Johnson plays on a ba- on the second half of the back-to-back, then I'm probably not going to play too, ma- too many of these guys. All right, let's go back to the Lakers really quick here um, before we finish it out with the Clippers game. No Anthony Davis. If Russell plays, fantastic play. Um. Do we just say, like, do we just think that, like, Vanderbilt gets 30 minutes in this game against Houston at 5,900? Um, maybe, like, a guy like Troy Brown Jr. gets a few extra minutes, and maybe even Hachimara gets a few extra minutes. Like, I mean, the Lakers' value is already starting to roll out here. Yeah, Vanderbilt, Hachimura, um, all of them definitely get the increase. And then I think the tournament shot I'm going to be most interested in taking is a guy like Wenyan Gabriel, who yes, if he gets 18 minutes, he's probably not going to disappoint you. If he happens to get 24 against this Houston team, he could have almost 40 fantasy points. Yep, like that call. All right, we finish out the slate with the Warriors and the Clippers. This game is currently at a 234.5 total. Clippers, a a 2.5-point favorite here. Uh, Iguodala's out, Peyton's out, Wiggins's out, and Norman Powell is out for the Clippers, so pretty much who has been out here recently for both teams. Uh, Going to the Golden State side of things, what Charles Bassey about? broke his knee. That's why he left the game. Oof. Yeah, he. That, that's not good. He fractured his kneecap. Uh, fractured patella. <sighs> you don't like seeing those kind of injuries. Um, no, but back to the Golden State and the Clippers, though. Yeah, that's. Uh, I do think this is an interesting one for tournaments. Um, Steph Curry, of course, always, always, always has a ceiling. 
Um, any game, he can hit 15 threes. Uh, Draymond Green, 6.1K. I think he's somewhat okay for tournaments, but the player I'm most interested in on the Golden State side of things is going to be Clay Thompson. He's just too, he's uh, 7,500. His price went down $100 after he put up a 50 piece the other game. I think he's in the best spot here. There's just a great ceiling for Clay at 7,500. Um, he should be an 8K player. And when he is, I don't really want to play him. But when he's a 7.5K uh, player, all of a sudden his median games of 35 points, well, that's not really going to hurt you. And all of a sudden there's a lot of room for a ceiling. I think tournament-wise, the guy that I have the most interest in is Curry. Like Those nights that he just shoots lights out. It's just the nights that like he breaks slates. And then... On the Clippers side of things, uh, I mean, I think like now we're starting to see like we're starting to see the Clippers like take minutes away from Westbrook. <laughs> like there's only a matter of time, it feels like. Um, I, I think you're looking at either Kawhi or George in tournaments and trying to like hit a ceiling game for either one of those guys. Um, I don't think it's Westbrook in this spot. I think that you're you know looking at these two guys but i really wish like i really wish Plumley went to a different team because i would love to be playing him he was having a really solid season but i think if you're playing either you know paul george or Kawhi or taking some tournament shots on maybe like a guy like eric gordon uh, but i think we're gonna have enough value where eric gordon's really not gonna be a thing by the end of the day yeah, I'm with you 100%. You could say the same thing about, like, a bunch of these kind of Clippers cheapies. It's just I don't think we're going to need it. On another slate and a good matchup, it would be it would be interesting, but I don't think we're going to need it today. Um, maybe I'd include Westbrook in a 150 pool just in case he decides to go extra. Like, he won't be good, but just in, like in real life, but in case he decides to go extra aggressive – because he's playing Steph Curry, and they used to have a rivalry way back in the day. Um, maybe he grabs a couple extra rebounds, plays a little, plays defense a little bit harder. Um, Sixty nine hundred, I think he could put potentially put up a ceiling, but I think it's like you said, mostly uh, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. I don't think we disagreed on like a single thing this slate, other than James Harden. <laughs> Listen, it happens. <laughs> you like Clay more than Curry. I like Curry more than Clay, so. There it is. There it is. Dude, what's the third? We need a third. Like, um, things have best things happen in three. Um, <laughs> I don't agree with playing a lot of Westbrook, but hey, listen, I actually yeah, no, don't I'm mind. not playing like, a lot. I'm saying like three to five yeah. percent if you're playing 150. <laughs> if you're playing 150, sure. Like, if you're playing 150, the last time these two teams played at the beginning of March, he played 28 minutes. So, like, 28 minute Westbrook, I think, is worth having in your pool. Um, in a 150 build, so. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we will get out of here. Keep it rolling this week. It's been a it's been a really strong week um, so far. So let's keep it rolling. Favorite play under five k to go seven x. Um, <laughs> they said that TJ is going to roster Draymond, um, and I'm not going to. There's our third uh, YouTube chat did. So there you go. Uh, favorite I, I, play so like, Draymond is basically always one of those guys that just in case he has a mega triple double. He's in the pool, and I literally always set my exposure on lineup HQ with Draymond to from minimum three to maximum five percent. 
So he's in a couple couple lineups, but never too many because I never want to get a lot of drain line. Favorite play under 5,000 to go 7X. Who do you got? Drummond, not Draymond. Someone said Drummond. Oh, Drummond. Yeah, I, I, was reading, I was reading his post above that. It said Draymond won some award for his podcast. Maybe oh, he'll yeah. be in a good mood. Uh, Drummond, not Draymond. There you go. I there's a I don't remember who it was, but there was somebody that I follow on Twitter who's a DFS bigwig, and they were like, it, it, it was on a night that Drummond just like absolutely exploded. Um, and they were like, if you have Drummond tonight, you're just like, you're the worst, you're the biggest fish. And I was sitting there with like six percent, and I was like, went into a lot of money, and I was like, <laughs> every night I'm playing Drummond if there's a big spread, if there's a big spread, I'm getting two to three percent Drummond every time. I'll waste those couple bucks, I have no problem. Um, but under 5k to go 7x, most of the guys I want to roll with here are all like just slightly, slightly over 5k. Um, if we look at like the, the Hardys and the, the Eason's people that I'd want to pick, but they're just slightly over. So it's going to be tougher. And I think I'm going to go with yeesh. I don't even know if I mentioned him today. I just no, I can't go that either. You go first. I'm 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 wasting time. You go first. I'm gonna go Hachimura, forty five hundred. We know that Anthony Davis just got rolled out for tomorrow night. He should he should start. I would assume he starts. Um, oh. If he plays anything over like twenty six minutes, I think Hachimura has seven up seven x upside. Uh, he was in consideration for me, but I found a. I still don't think it really matters who I choose because I, I don't know if you, you just give yourself the win anyways. But I'm going Karis LeVert because he's fine if Donovan Mitchell plays and he's fantastic if he's out. There you go. Um, over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bust today? James Harden. Yeah, I don't hate it. Like, I'm just saying, like, this is a really tough matchup for Harden, but he has the upside recently with the assist to like have triple double upside. That's all I was getting at. But I, I mean, if you're looking over nine K, you're like, yeah, it's probably Harden. Um, I don't disagree with you. I I wanted you to. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't disagree with you. I mean, definitely take some shots on him. Um, I mean, I like a lot of the high end plays today, just in general. Um. Man, I've been playing this guy so much, but give me Anthony Edwards. Oh, I hate it because he's so good. Favorite 6X play today. Who do you got? I know who my GPP Let's Get Weird player today is, but my 6X play will be Tyree Eason. I like it. Um, I'm going to go back to the well. Devontae Graham, 5,300. I, I mean, I think that there's going to be enough people out here for San Antonio and Dallas that this game is going to be very, very little defense, a lot of scoring. All right. Give me your let's get weird GPP play of the day. Wendy Gabriel. I like that. I, I do. Um, I think that's really interesting. And I don't think – gosh – if, if Sangoon plays, it's probably Jabari Smith because I don't think he'll get a ton of ownership in that scenario. Uh, but for the sake of the podcast, give me Mike Conley at 5,700 as my Let's Get Weird GPP play of the day. I think there's going to be a lot of value that opens up, and he's just going to be someone that 
is not played at all, and I think that this is a good spot for him. Uh, any bets or anything standing out to you here night before? No, none in particular. I do think it's worth noting that we probably both should have picked Jaden Hardy uh, for the. Well, I don't, we don't know. We don't, we don't know about Kyrie. Yeah, yeah we like yeah, we Kyrie. made it pretty obvious. Like if Kyrie sits, he's he's the best value play on the slate. I already I, I said that when we were breaking it down. You're right. You're right. You're right. Someone just mentioned in chat, so I was like, ah, that's a good. That would have been a good. That's one. easy, man. Easy keeps us on our toes. Uh, like he he hangs out with us and keeps us on us on our toes. Um. That's going to wrap it up for Wednesday. We'll be back on Thursday talking some more hoops. Hope everyone has a fantastic day. See you again tomorrow.